Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Dead by Daylight? No, they're going to do Dead by Daylight too. I thought. Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of... um. No, I'm thinking of... What's that one? Dying Light. Dying Light, yeah. That oh, video game. That awesome video game with uh, where you do parkour and you kill zombies. It's beautiful. Sammy, can you do parkour and kill zombies? I can do whatever you want me to do, <laughs> big guy. Like fucking office. Fucking... Parkour. 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 Parkour 101, bro. There's our, take my class. There's our cold open right there. Course. Yeah. Course. Cold. Course. Ooh. Ooh. All right, let's do this. All right, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Miles Horror Podcast, the horror podcast on the Nights of Horror. I don't know why I said that. I don't. I don't know where I'm going. I'm. I'm yeah, still. I'm still waking podcast, up. Try, I'm yeah, still got, waking up. Okay, leave me alone. Yeah, we got the other podcast where we talk about other things. Yeah. Oh, that's no more. Yep. Ugh. I got canceled. Oh, rough talk. Ooh. <laughs> I got canceled. Not my fault. It is half of my fault why I got canceled. But... Mm, percentages matter. It's half of my fault. Okay. We won't get into that, though. If you want to talk logistics on that, we'll talk about after the damn podcast is over. Logistics. Logistics. Um, so welcome back to the podcast. I am just waking up about an hour and a half ago. So I'm still... <laughs> so you're just still waking up. You've just been still an hour waking up. Still been... You know what? I'm the type that lays in bed for like a good two to three hours on my phone before I actually get out of bed. I'm pretty sure we all do that here. I don't, but you have you, you can speak on behalf of me, I guess, this time. Okay, you know what? Logan does it, so that's all that matters. <laughs> so uh I yeah. don't matter. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying I don't matter? No one said you didn't matter. You're saying you don't matter. With your freaking thing, he's just muted. He just does this again. Just unmute yourself. No, I I I respect the viewers. They don't want to hear this all day. <laughs> Darth Vader. Is my connection bad? It's, uh, I think you, you two are frozen on my screen. I can oh, hear yeah. you. I can hear you fine. Okay, as long as you can hear yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. I can hear you, see you fine. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Tired. Tired? It's got the... Yeah, I'm vibing. I've been up since like 6 a.m. this morning. Jesus, what is wrong with you? Well, how much time do you have? <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> so, it all began on a Tuesday, January 16th, 1996. The day you I was born, born not breathing. <laughs> you immediately had to rush me onto a respirator in order oh to save God. this terrible life. From that, there, I does, grew that explain, up. That is, does that explain the snoring without breathing? Uh, I mean, that, I mean that, that could be part of the reason. I, I, I do have asthma. I mean, I, I definitely do, I do grow... fear for him every time I hear him sleep. It's very scary. You want to see me sleep right now? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying when you sleep, I, I, you miss a breath sometimes, and it scares me. Bro, every breath you take. How, how often do you hear him sleep, Anthony? Uh, when he'd come over, spend the night. You, uh, you cannot not hear him sleep. I can be in one room. He could be on the other side of the house. That's for the 18 and older podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans coming You know soon. all the podcasts on the channel, Logan. Only fans coming what, what, soon, what? man. <laughs> oh, bro, only fans, and uh, we're going to bring back our, uh, what is that called? 
thing? What is that thing where people donate money like, every month? Only fans. And then, like, no, the other one. Then there's tears. Patreon. Um, we had it for a while. Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> it's our Patreon exclusive podcast. Yeah. Buy me a coffee. <laughs> buy me a coffee. <laughs> I mean, you can buy me a coffee whether or not we have me a buy me a coffee. Sammy um, will take a free coffee any day, dude. I love coffee. Yeah, Sammy loves coffee. I'm like, I don't care for it. I just, it doesn't do anything to me. And I just, the taste in my mouth after is horrible. That's what she said. Said it first before anyone else could say it. Boom. Called my own yeah. bullshit. That was like a Michael Scott. Uh... That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> Ooh, that was uh, quick. Yeah, That's it was. Um, no, it's good. Everybody's good. That's good. Hope everybody's doing all right. Still in, well, we're still I'm doing COVID nineteen. That's that's fun. That's hey, the real horror. For the long haul, buddy. That's that's the real horror movie in all this. I think. Uh, there's a lot of horror movies going on currently. There is, um, but that's one of them. There's a lot of horror movies going on, and I and I want to talk this to is you a... specifically after this podcast about a couple of them that I found very interesting. Who, who me? Yeah. Horror movie. Oh, what's up? Did you say that there's a lot of horror movies there's a up? lot of horror movies in the world we're currently living them currently living one right now he'll never end the big reveal yeah. you're gonna find out sammy was behind covid the entire time Ooh, dang the fbi is gonna be more haunted me now <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> moves out to arizona not suspicious at all <laughs> uh, uh, all right let's get started with some horror news man we we're, we uh we got by another week Another beautiful week of uh, some upcoming horror news with the cinemas opening up pretty soon and video games dropping. All that fun stuff still happening out in the world. Uh, we're still moving on and, and releasing stuff. So we'll start off with a little bit of video game news uh, in the horror world. So the uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, the, the team behind uh, Until Dawn, and they recently did another one for the uh, Xbox and PS4. Uh, they do a lot of like the butterfly effect type horror games where every decision you make affects you overall in the end. Uh, they're coming out. Uh, if you guys played the last game they did, which I can't remember the, f- the name to save my life, and that was a fun game because I remember playing the entire game. Um, until Dawn? It wasn't, a, it wasn't Until Dawn. Yeah. Until Dawn. I did play Until Dawn. Let me look up the game real quick. But it was a fun game um, where you were like on a boat on, on something. You were on a boat like the Lonely Island? I'm on a boat. I'll stall for you. Just keep looking it up. I can talk for ages. I know you can. So, yeah, what do you, you want me to talk about boats? Man of boats Meaden. and hose? Man of Meaden. That's what the game was called. Um, and they made this game called Man of Meaden where you, uh, in the very beginning, you're, uh, you're in World War II and you're bringing some shipments back from Japan uh, that had like some weird curse in them. Uh, this like mist ends up falling out throughout the entire ship and ends up killing the entire crew. Wait, is this Spirits and Demons of the East? It sounds a lot like it, honestly. It really does. Um, but uh, what, what's what's freaky about it is uh, so when you go when you go to, like to modern day, you play as this like uh, group of like they're like not teenagers. They're probably like in their mid twenties, but they're all in college. And uh, they end up going. They're like they're a bunch of they they love to go diving, so they end up going diving for like some artifacts that they found in this certain location that's like off limits or something. So they end up going diving in to check some stuff out and they end up finding this ship. Basically think of uh, the, that movie ghost ship. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie. It's yeah. a horror movie. That's yeah. great. I know Sammy probably hasn't, but I know Logan has, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to surprise you. Yes. I ghost think ship. I have, you have, I have, I think I have where the group of people it came out in like the, the early two thousands or like late nineties, right? Yeah. 
I think I have. That opening scene scarred me when I first watched it. Yeah, the scene where they're all dancing and then the freaking wire gets cut and they all get cut in half. It's, uh, yeah. That's the opening scene right there. That's uh, I definitely don't remember that. I mean, I don't remember the film, so but I think I've seen it. I think you've seen it. What a surprise. He hasn't really seen much, too. I'm, I'm, prou- I'm proud of you, Sammy. I'm proud of you, kid. I'm proud of you, kid. <laughs> uh, but anyway... They're doing a new uh, game that they announced at the end of Man and Meet, and they said they were coming back later on this year, uh, and they're doing a game called Little Hope, um, which doesn't sound good, because <laughs> you have little hope of surviving, probably. <laughs> you know, I really, want to, I really wanted to play their types of games. Like, I had, a couple of months ago, I saw Dying Light, yeah. someone, like, kind of doing a playthrough, and, like, kind of just, like, quickly... And I was like, man, this is a really cool game because of the whole butterfly effect. Yeah. And, like, every decision you make decides whether or not X survives or Y survives. And it's really cool, I think, because it creates replayability. Um, And, like, I think that's what really makes a video game good. Like, obviously, a good story is important. Yeah. um, But, like, if you have replayability, like, that makes a game, I think, significantly better because not only do you, like, that 12 to 14 hours out of it, you can keep playing it and get many more hours out of it. Not to mention, they get really good people, like, actual, like, big actors to come and play in their games. If you watched Until Dawn, Rami Malek was in that game. Um, yeah, definitely. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, it was before he was big, though. I mean, I mean, he was doing, I think he was doing Mr. Robot at that time. He might have just yeah. been starting with that, um, but yeah. he was nowhere near the success of uh, Freddie Mercury status yet. Yeah. So. He wasn't controlling the crowd at a live aid yet. Yep. Dude, everybody forgets the, the legendary performance he gave in Night at the Museum. Though. Right? <laughs> Legendary. Yeah, it was his tablet. Wait man. for it. It was his tablet. It was his tablet that brought everyone to life, man. But Little Hope, uh, they released seven minutes of gameplay of it. I have not seen it yet, but I might save it just because I want to be surprised when I play the game. Um, I don't do that with all games usually, but usually with those types of games, I like to be surprised because I like I love the horror aspect of um, you know just where things go and, and just jump scares and stuff. And that, that game had a lot of jump scares. So that's pretty I cool. know we were talking about this. Speaking of video games, I know we were talking about this earlier prior to us getting on, or at least you guys were. I'm assuming you guys were talking about uh, this fantastic game, The Last of Us 2, that came <laughs> out. Or, the Last of Us um, Part 2 that I'm still playing, so don't say too much because I have not beat it yet. Well, I know. I, have, I, I don't know the ending, but I caught all the way up to the last two chapters. Of knowing what's happening. Um, don't say how about you uh, check uh, out Mad Slash Games? They got yeah, that's what I was gonna give you the plug. <laughs> I was gonna give you the plug. It's coming. It's coming. I beat you to it, man. But I just wanted to comment how that other character you play as looks like fucking Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, okay. I, I know what character you're talking about. At the very beginning, right? Yeah, she's from the beginning. Okay, I know. I like how Logan just went, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I, I know why he did no, but, um, yeah, I know which character you're talking about. Um, I don't know. I got a lot of mixed yeah. reactions with that game so far. Like, I love it because visually it's stunning, and, you know, as as I'm playing so far, like, I'm starting to like it more and more, but I could see, I know why people hate it, 
and uh, people are just bitter about what happened. It ha- but it happened very early on in the game, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not why I'm bitter. Uh, I, I won't say any spoilers for our people listening and watching, um, yeah. and especially for you, Anthony, who hasn't finished it. Um, but I saw, I saw how it ended. I, I, I didn't actually buy the game. I just watched the entire thing on YouTube. Um, I didn't buy it because I saw the leaks, um, which I, I probably shouldn't have dove into that. But it saved me money. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> It, um, the gameplay looks top-notch. Uh, graphics look top-notch. It's just very clear that they had different writers. Um, don't hate on me uh, for not liking this game or to our viewers. I'm sure there's – I know there's a lot of people who do like how it ended. Uh, I just uh, – the first game was so special to me. Um, yeah. So uh, other than what happens early on, like, that's not even why I'm upset. I, I'm upset at how it ended. Yeah. Uh, it, I'll – I won't, I won't say anything else. Uh, I'm just – I was disappointed. Have you been, I mean, you, I agree. You've been watching Celine and, and Gary play it, have you? Or have you actually gotten hands-on with it? No, I haven't gotten hands-on it yet. Uh, I've been watching them play. Um, I'll probably get hands-on it maybe like next week, hopefully, or the following week. Are they almost done um, with it? Did they finish it yet or no? Gary beat it already. Celine is still playing. Okay. Um, but I just I, – I, I do agree that The Last of Us 1 was just so wonderful. Um, and so like, it's difficult to capture – what the last of us one was and so i they had a very difficult job making the sequel but like i still think like you still like the characters that you've already seen previously um and then you kind of start to like some of the newer characters but i just think it's hard to find that that love that people had for joel and ellie and that story that they wrote i didn't like any of the new characters to be completely honest like other than jesse and dina I, i i didn't like yeah, I didn't like any of the new characters that they introduced. Uh, I, I can see that's possible. I keep calling her Dinah just to piss people off. Dinah? <laughs> Dinosaur? Dinosaur. Her, uh, she gets on my nerve, dude. Every time I play that game, she gets in the fucking way. It's like I'll be walking one place and she gets in my way. I'm like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> just let me go by. That goes for let every freaking go people. That goes for every computer character in that game, dude. If you're walking, they just get in your way. I'm just oh, get out of my yeah, way, dude. Uh, I'm trying to do stuff. That's how it was in the first game when, when you were Joel playing with Ellie. Like Ellie would get in my way all the time. Yeah, I'm like, Ellie, move or I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> um no, well, now I mean, that, that was, on, so, was so much the fun play, though. Now that we're on game. the topic of Last of Us 2, though, I should mention, though, I will give it this, though. Four million copies sold in three days. That is unheard That's of right there. Impressive. People really wanted to play this game. Yeah. It, I think what was, came near to that was Spider-Man because that was another big game for PlayStation. But four million copies for The Last of Us 2 was insane. And uh, that shows you what four years of worth uh, waiting didn't pay off, I guess. Totally. Well, it, it shows you what a real. If you make a very good first game, and you make yeah, people that's, wait, that's uh, and you give thinking. them that like liking that the loving of because people loved Ellie and Joel. Like, I've not met anyone that was like mm, Ellie and Joel were subpar characters. Yeah. Like, there's they're very dynamic characters. They're very relatable. They have conflict. They have so much in that story that like people really wanted to see what happens next. Yeah. And that, and I yeah. give it to Naughty Dog for creating a game that made people really want a sequel, and made people replay that game when it went from PS3 to PS4. You can't, um, you can't forget Naughty so Dog's like, other best franchise right here, man. What is that, Uncharted? 
all four That's games, from what I've heard, are fantastic. That's super true. Bro, is that the, is that an author behind you? It's a five star. Uh, five star poet. Five star poet over there. By the way, what? Give me a book. Give me a book. Toss a uh, copy over um, here. Toss, it. toss a copy. All right. When does this come out? August 15th? August 15th I, got I will put the link to this in the description. Shameless plug. Uh, my cousin wrote a poetry book. Um, it's called A Collection of Poetry on Being Human. Uh, it's already gotten one five-star rating so far and more to hopefully come. Um but yeah, I'll make sure you guys, if you guys want a copy, I can get you guys a copy too. I know Sammy uh-huh. might want to read it, but Logan, if you want a copy, I was already gonna buy it. I was trying to figure out. Oh, Sammy was already gonna buy it, dude. But uh, I was like, I'm totally into that stuff. So yeah, hand it over. Yeah, I was definitely gonna. I was like, do I want to buy it on Amazon? Do I want to buy it on Nook? Do I want to buy the paper copy? We got a couple of we got a couple of early copies available a whole month ahead of time before the actual book comes out but for those who want to pre-order it i will leave a link down below i am very sorry that went off topic but uh no we're very happy and proud of him he's been a lot of press coverage over this too a ton of press coverage like for his music and his poetry so that's awesome but that was just a little plug that i thought i'd do what are you wearing by the way that smells good oh shit i'm stealing that shit i'm stealing it all right, back a thief on. in the night, a fool on the run. Back to the topic at hand. Yeah, but I never played Uncharted. Uh, I haven't played them all yet, and I have them all. Uh, even Lost Legacies, which I heard wasn't too bad as well. Um, but that's going to be something that me and Robert are going to do on Mad Slash Games. Again, go subscribe if you want to see some gameplay. Shameless yeah. plug. Yeah, Uncharted and Last of Us very much are cinematic video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what makes them very highly regarded. Uncharted 3 was like that, and I, and I heard Uncharted 4 just went like off the, the grounds with that shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's kind of a similarity between that and The Last of Us 2. I won't say why. Um, but um, I think Sammy kind of nailed it on the head. And he was saying, you know, I think part of the reason why The Last of Us 2 had such big sales was because the first game right. was so amazing. Um, so, you know, I give credit to the first game being amazing for that 400 million copies being sold. So I'd be interested to see... Because when they call it part two, that I feel like there's definitely going to be a part three. Right. So I, I would be interested to see because of like the mixed reviews on Last of Us two to see how well a Last of Us three could potentially sell. Yeah, I agree. No, um, I still got to beat it, and I will. I'm hoping by maybe this time next week we can film when we film another podcast. Maybe I can give a little bit more. Help more of a synopsis on it i'm gonna wait uh i usually do a two-week thing where i I let the game go out for anything i do movies thing two weeks is like the kind of safe zone for spoilers and then after that it's lifted that way at least it gives enough people time to play it or go through it um so maybe next week we'll do a spoiler kind of review on last of us 2 um i have a lot to say if Sammy, if Sammy doesn't care or not, or if he's already seen it, you know, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't it. really care. Yeah, I don't really care. I mean, I played the first one knowing what was going to happen, and it still didn't take away from its playability. Yeah, because I didn't play that till. However, eighteen. However, if you cannot, if you don't feel like playing it, you don't feel like buying it. Matt Slash Games has you covered. Third plug. That's all I'm going to say. What's up? What's up next, buddy? Uh, so being, we're gonna remain. This is gonna be the last topic for horror video games, uh, and that would be, of course, 
this one kind of came to shock with me, uh, and this was coming from Bruce Campbell himself, that they're going to be releasing a new Evil Dead video game that's supposed to come out in 2021. Um, and he had this statement to say on it. I've been looking at and improving, uh, approving a bunch of new stuff. They are full-fledged, full-blown into it. Uh, I think they are taking 2021 for an actual release. Uh, it's rolling uh, along, looking great. It got delayed because of the nightmare of video games. Platforms change and evolve. You look at somebody else's video games and go, shit, we have to change everything now. We have to stay current. And then he adds, I finished doing all of my voice work. So Bruce Campbell confirmed to be in the Evil Dead video game. Um, if you guys don't know right now, Bruce Campbell is actually part of the Dead by Daylight family. You can play as Ash. He's a playable character in Dead by Daylight. Um, and that's kind of like the closest we've gotten to Ash in a video game so far. I, I want to say he was in a Mortal Kombat video game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Was he? I think he probably was. I think he was in nine or eight. I don't remember, but um, I remember him in a fighting video game of some sort, though. But uh, he isn't in Dead by Daylight, uh, and he does all the voiceover for that. I mean, you see, you mostly hear his voice when you're waiting in the lobby for for our lobby. Actually, that's when you hear a lot of his like his uh, voice acting. But throughout the game, you just hear his grunts and stuff. But they did a really spot on job with how he looked. They made him uh, look more around the. Um, the look for Ash vs. Evil Dead, which was really cool. Um, so I think it's cool that they're going to be doing an Evil Dead video game. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. I, I love, I love video games, much like pretty much everyone in this in this uh, this uh, chat. And uh, what do you guys think about it, man? I'm stoked, dude. I just love that um, that Bruce Campbell doesn't want to stop being Ash. I mean, I know the money's probably a big factor, but like, I just love that he like. He's not over this character. Like, there's yeah. so many people his age that have, you know, because what Evil Dead came out in '81 or '82. Uh, yeah. I, I don't quote me on the date, but early '80s. Um, and uh, I just love that he's still totally cool about continuing to be that character because a lot of these seasoned actors, um, like they're they're over it. Uh, if they're gonna do it, it's just for the paycheck. And he seems to just like be very passionate about Ash, and just doesn't want him to stop. Like he was bummed that Ash vs Evil Dead got canceled. Um, he's clearly uh, just attached to that character, yeah. and to uh, bring him into a video game like that's I, I, this an Evil Dead video game just sounds amazing. Um, I'd be interested to see uh, what kind of game it is. Is it a uh, is it like an RPG type of a thing? Which I doubt it. Is it is it? I don't know. Um, I would love for it to it be a, a comedy type shooter? game where it's another adventure is it with a first Ash. Person shooter with a chainsaw. Like yes. I don't know. Uh, that might, might be really cool. Um, I think the, the last time I, I heard Bruce Campbell's voice in a game, and I didn't play, I didn't, I didn't play that that Mortal Kombat game that he was in. Nor did I, uh, uh, nor did I play Dead by Daylight. Um, but the last time I heard Bruce Campbell in a game was I shit you not, uh, the Spider Man, Spider Man movie game on PS2. Do you remember his voice? That's in that? right. He did like he voiced the villain or somebody, or he voiced someone, didn't he? he he, he narrates the game yeah because if, if people who don't know and who who should know uh sam raimi yeah. who uh directed evil dead of course uh also directed the spider-man trilogy with toby mcguire so uh, sam and uh bruce campbell are obviously really good friends so i just thought that was so cool that they had him narrate that and i, I was a little kid when that came out so i didn't know the significance of who Bruce Campbell was. Exactly. But looking at like, that's freaking Bruce Campbell. Yeah. You go back now and watch it, you're like, that's Bruce Campbell. I remember my dad watching it. Oh, look at Bruce Campbell's got a cameo in here. And I'm like, oh, who's yeah. that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> freaking Bubba Hotep right there, dude. 
Um, no, and I, I liked uh, if you guys don't know too, in for the planned Spider-Man Four, he was actually going to play Mysterio. Yeah, I which heard I thought about was that. cool, um, and it would have made sense too, especially because he was in the entire trilogy as someone different. So that would have been cool. I'm, I'm still heartbroken that we never got that. Yep. I know Spider-Man Three got a bunch of hate. I still watch it, and I reminisce about being a kid going to the theater to see that. Yeah, and, like that's one thing. I mean, I know we're getting off topic with Spider-Man, but like, I I, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Uh, I I even thought Andrew Garfield was a cool Spider-Man, um, but. To me, like that, I, I don't get as excited as I did going to see a new Spider-Man film than when I did to see a Tobey Maguire. Like there was a feeling that you got going to the theater to see those movies. Um, right. I don't know. We're getting off topic, but no, uh, that's I cool. I might be biased it. because I love uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, Sam Raimi's great, dude. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, Logan's. I, I agree with Logan. Me and Bruce are pretty tight. Oh, yeah. Real, we go back a long time. Yeah. Way back. How can we have um, had him on the so, podcast yet? Uh, you know, Aww. I don't want to. I don't want to burn bridges too soon. <laughs> I mean, you know, what I mean, we're trying to save him up. He's gonna come on in episode five hundred. He already told me. Oh shit! He, um, so you, you heard it here. Episode one hundred and one. We're barely starting the one hundreds. We got ways to go. Yeah, he said he wants to come. At, he says five hundred is his number. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be huge. It's huge. Great. Wow. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited because uh, I think obviously as the Evil Dead franchise has progressed, it's moved very much more into comedy. Right. Uh, and so I'm excited to see what that video game is. Like, is it that first person chainsaw right. galore that we can hope for? Is it going to be something different? Is it going to be like based upon the movies or is it going to be like a, its own storyline? Will it be canon? Will it not be canon? Right. There's a lot of questions we have, but I know the one thing that we can all guarantee: it will be a good time. It will be groovy. 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 Um, actually, I think with thing with Evil Dead too is everything's been canon thus far. Even, <laughs> even when he fought fucking uh, Jason Voorhees in the comics. I don't know if you guys read that one. He actually thought Jason was yeah. a deadite, and he actually fought. He went no. up head to head with him. <laughs> Really? I don't remember who wins that fight, um, but I thought that was badass nonetheless that they crossed those characters over. I gotta get those comics though. That's hilarious. I want Ash to win because I just love that character so much. That's what I. That's just my. I'll probably buy those comics and read them though. It's probably a graphic novel that I can just buy it. But um, yeah, man, Evil Dead the game, man. I'm excited for that. See where that heads us. Uh, see where that goes, man. I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. All right. On the topic of Evil Dead, he also came out and did a, uh, I think it was probably either the same interview or another interview, but he came out and said that uh, the official name for the long-awaited sequel to the 2013 remake of Evil Dead is called Evil Dead Rise. We're getting a whole, uh, we're getting a new draft, and and he also told the outlet that uh, I don't think anything will happen until 2021, full bore ahead. Uh, We're very excited about it. He also adds a whole new ball game, No More Cabin in the Woods, so they're going to branch off away from the whole cabin in the woods story that evil dead is known for and they're actually going to probably take a place more out in the real world um much like how ash versus evil dead went uh you went more out to his hometown and and florida all this well, stuff they could do an army of darkness and uh, just go medieval with it right <laughs> army of darkness 2 the sequel the the remake oh. um so i really like the the re 
the remake of Evil Dead they did in 2013. Um, because I love the first original. There's nothing that's ever going to replace that. The original is great. But I think what they did with the 2013 one is they, they made it to what they initially tried to do when that movie first came out, which was very gory and very scary. And since in 2013 they had better you know makeup effects and, and more of a budget and, and more you know better special effects, they were able to accomplish that. And I think that's why it is still loved by a lot of horror fans out there. You know, a lot, not a lot of people shit on this reboot. I know a lot of people that, um, you know, when you see a reboot, you're not really on board with it because they usually end up ruining something or something's not right. But this is one of those instances where I actually did like the reboot. Like, it wasn't bad. It was actually really good, very gory, very scary. It had its moments and... I'm excited for this. I've been waiting for a sequel to this movie for so long. I wanted to see where that new kind of female version of Ash goes now, and I want to see where it, it leads next. Um, if you guys actually stayed a, a little surprised after the credits of that movie, Ash does make a brief cameo, says Groovy. Um, I think that that was a cool touch to add. So, like, it kind of establishes that he's still in that universe, but, you know, he's kind of stepping away from the spotlight. So that was cool. Yeah, no, I, 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 I saw that movie uh, – I, I hate to say it, I only saw it once, um, and it was when I came out. And I remember really loving it. I, I don't know why I haven't given it another watch. I would love to watch that again. Um, if you get a chance, watch the director's cut, um, okay. because the director's cut has has some additional scenes in it. And if you remember in the trailer when that came out, uh, what I don't, I'm I'm blanking on the name, but the girl who gets possessed and she's under. Uh, She's she's under the house. Yeah. Um, she's singing, we're gonna get you. Yeah. Um, that actually didn't make it into the theatrical version of the movie. That was put in the, that's in the director's cut though. But the director's cut is, I my opinion, better than the theatrical. Um, I, I saw it when it came out. I didn't see it in the theater when it came out. I saw it when it was put onto DVD and that's how I watched it. Um, but no, yeah, you're, it's a great movie. It's one of those remakes that um, I feel like doesn't get enough credit. Um, I yeah. feel like there's so many remakes that are talked about and this one just kind of gets thrown under the bus it's a great movie and i just like that sam raimi uh directed his own remake it's it's awesome uh, that's he, right he did direct it huh yeah, he, he's remaking his own movies like if, if, if people forget the beginning of evil dead 2 is kind of like a really fast remake of evil dead 1 yeah uh, evil evil dead 2 like in the beginning like they kind of re- retell what happened in evil dead 1 and then they go off onto a sequel uh, so like Sam Raimi keeps like remaking this story over and over again. It's you know awesome. why they did that though, right? Uh, I did know, and I and I usually know this kind of trivia, but mm-hmm. go ahead and fill me in. They uh they couldn't get the actual rights to that first movie, so That's they had right. a, they had to remake like a whole movie. But Bruce Campbell explains to it if you start the movie from where Evil Dead One ends, if you start the movie from where the camera goes and just. Yeah, possesses him, yeah. then that's how Evil Dead 2 starts, and you can forget all the yeah. stuff they did. They just had to remake that because they, they were under new ownership, and they had to kind of really go different ways with it. That's right, yeah. But, uh, no, I agree. I think uh, Evil Dead uh, 1, uh, the remake, was great. I don't think he directed it. I think he produced it. Oh, did he produce it? He produced I he... it. No, because it's a different director. I know that for a fact. He produced it because um, he was all for it. And I think uh, Bruce Campbell was a producer on it as well. Uh, that's why he's giving updates and you know all that stuff because i think he's a producer on it Um, oh yeah yeah you're right i just looked it up yeah he didn't direct it he he did produce it he produced it yeah which uh rammy does he's been doing a lot more producing lately than directing i mean 
Sammy and I will know this. He he produced Crawl, which was shockingly great. Yeah, good movie. I, I I went into that not thinking it was going to be good at all. I was like, it was like a five dollar Tuesday night. I was like, oh, I'll go watch it. And yeah. I actually really like. Yeah, I know Sammy was on his seat with Crawl too. I mean, it, it really made us uh, really watch frustrated it. in some parts. Yeah, which is a good film. Oh yeah, I was definitely frustrated in Crawl. Uh, it was really crawling through my skin, if you know what I mean. Oh God! Uh, Here goes uh, the punch, <laughs> bro. Come on, I already know that. Respect part. You have to expect down. that. <laughs> I, I don't need respect. What I need is laughter. Just kidding. God, but uh, no, I, I think yeah. I mean, Crawl was actually a very fantastic put together film, and I and I for one was one of those things like, oh, it's gonna be another shitty fucking creature film that we've been getting the last yeah. couple of years with like Meg and. All that stuff, and uh, you know, it's it's one of going to be one of those films where it's just going to be horrible. You got fucking crocodiles, and they're they're chasing people. It's like okay, this is going to be bad. It actually, turned out being really good because she's going in there saving her dad, and they're trying to find a way out. Just times it got really frustrating because they're like, okay, you could have went for that, and you just didn't. But nonetheless, very they did good a really movie. good job building tension in that movie. They did. That is the one thing I will give them. Yeah, they built tension throughout that movie yeah it's you like see an outcome and you're like okay like this could happen and then they're like no we're gonna take that away bye yeah so that's enough on i guess evil dead i mean if there's any more evil dead news we'll let you guys know as far as the video game goes as far as the next movie goes but we're looking at both 2021 for starting production of of the next movie and 2021 hopefully for the release date of the evil dead game um all right today tonight only uh, if you're fans of Ghostbusters, it is returning to theaters and drive-ins beginning July 1st for Ghostbusters Day. I think that's awesome, man. Um, of course, the Ghostbusters after – I believe the, the sequel is going to be called – yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife is not set to come out until March 5th, 2021. Got pushed back. But um, what's cool is they're going to be releasing the original Ghostbusters uh, in theaters – for one night only and drive-ins uh, which have been making a huge resurgence uh, drive-ins um, and it says for a limited time the original 1984 movie will play at theaters and drive-ins with a special message for fans so they're going to be releasing something special for the fans if you go Ooh, yeah. for that one night which is tonight um, and only fans that's what they're doing oh, God. for the only fans <laughs> only fans uh, but what's uh, what, what I think is cool is that either you're gonna get a maybe a sneak peek at the new movie. Um, I'm not for sure on this. This is just my guesses. Either a sneak peek on the new movie or an update on the movie or uh, maybe something from the original cast uh, that they'll you know do a special message before the film. I think that's pretty cool. Um, we all know we're gonna get Bill Murray in a Zombieland character, letting him know there's gonna be a sequel. <laughs> a sequel to Zombieland. No, a sequel to Ghostbusters. Why would he be in that's a zombie? That, that logic does not make sense. Bro, it makes sense right here. That's all that matters. Sammy's doing it for the memes. If you guys, if you guys follow, uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Gad. Uh, he put out a reunited, he's been doing a series called Reunited Apart and yeah. taking uh, old, old uh, movie casts and bringing them together now through Zoom. And they did one for Ghostbusters. If you haven't seen oh, that, shit. check it out. But yeah. it would be cool if if they did like a live Zoom thing, like right before the movie or after the movie of the cast doing like I don't know some kind of virtual Q and A. That'd be That'd cool. Be really. Cool. No, I saw that. Uh, 
uh, I saw the Back to the Future one and the Goonies one. The Goonies yeah, one was great. I've seen all of them. They're they're really good. Yeah, he did one with Lord of the Rings, uh, which I heard was amazing. He got a lot of the big cast back, which is I think it's it's cool under circumstances like this and, and that. Go go check out Josh Gad's channel. That guy is killing it with those uh, reunited aparts, bringing like a lot of the old cast back to to really reminisce on the past and and really just kind of show uh his love for these movies that you know you haven't seen them talk in like so many years and they get reunited and they just it like no time has passed they're all like back together talking like yeah. they've been you know talking every day since they filmed those movies which is really they just cool. put out uh actually speaking of which like they literally just put out one for ferris bueller so if you like ferris bueller oh i'm gonna check that i gotta go yeah. watch that. i gotta catch up on those there's a lot that he's put out since but Josh Gad, congrats to you, man. That's awesome that you're doing that. Basically, that was what was going to happen with uh, the Killer Clowns one, the live stream that was supposed to happen last yeah. week, um, which is going to still happen. But that's basically what that was, was a reuniting uh, – um, what's it called? Reuniting a part or – part, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool that they were going to do that. Uh, a smaller channel was going to do that with the Killer Clowns directors, uh, composer, uh, and two of the actors, which I thought was cool. And Dead Meat James which I thought was a little cool to throw in as well. But, yeah, man. Um, all right. Firefly Trilogy. House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. Uh, trilogy that, uh, in my opinion, is one of Rob Zombie's greatest achievements. Um, other than his music. His music is amazing as well. Um, but he just teased recently that he's going to be releasing a steelbook limited edition uh trilogy for that which i think is cool and i know again our physical media uh collector over here will probably be all over that um so for one he's a physical media connoisseur connoisseur is that going to be a shirt (laughs) physical media connoisseur (laughs) just have a silhouette good luck finding good luck finding what the spelling of that it's a, it's a tough spelling I'll find it I'll figure it out I'll do it I got you for that he's like I don't even know the spelling of that <laughs> uh, yeah um, I, that's definitely something on my list to, uh, Yeah, I actually don't own um, any of those movies so it would be a per- perfect time to get them um, a lot of people are going to hate me for this uh, but I'm actually like I think Rob Zombie as a musician is great uh, his movies to me are really an acquired taste, um, and they are for a lot of people. Uh, but I go back and forth with his movies sometimes. Like I've got to be in a, like the right mood to want to watch a Rob Zombie movie. Um, right. They're very gritty, which is you know not a flaw at all. Like he's good at doing gritty, and he adds like a he adds like a hillbilly charm to them. Yeah. Uh, but like I think House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, it's probably the best thing he's done, in my opinion, that in Devil's Rejects. Um, but Devil's Rejects was the movie that I could only watch one time. And, like, I don't know. Like, they're not my cup of tea, but they've got I, – I think they're well-made for what he does. Yeah. Uh, I ne- never saw Three from Hell. Um, but, like, as a physical media connoisseur, um, I'll definitely be adding uh, those to my collection. Um, I, that – and, I, honestly, I think his Halloween remake um, – is watchable um it, it's not my favorite in the entire halloween franchise obviously i'm a big uh halloween junkie i don't right. know if you can tell <laughs> um but nah, um, I, who, what gave that away <laughs> oh um i thought that was jason Voorhees, man <laughs> <laughs> um 
Um, no, honestly, I, I don't think his remake is bad, like everybody says. It's entertaining. It, it's not amazing, but I, I do think it's entertaining. Uh, his Halloween 2, I think, is a pile of dog shit. I think I'm so, sorry too. for anybody who likes Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I think it's, like, probably the one of the worst Halloween. So there's a story behind that, too. Is there? There is. So he initially just wanted to do one, and that was it. But the studio, it made so much money that the studio f yeah. made him do a second one. So that's why it's more Rob Zombie rather than an actual remake of the film. Oh, gotcha. If you notice, there's a lot of Rob Zombie touches in that film. Yeah, and I didn't, even, I didn't dislike that it wasn't a direct remake of the original Halloween 2. I just... I, it was like Michael Myers was on shrooms with the whole movie. Like yeah. I just didn't like what they did with, with his mom. <laughs> I didn't like what they did with this character at all. Like at all. Like yeah. having him talk at the end. Like no, you don't do that. Like yeah. and show too much of his face. I don't know. Like if they made him too human. I uh, did, I did like the guy who played him though. That guy was freaking no, terrifying. Yeah, no, he's great. Uh, he's a great actor. Uh, he's he goes to all kinds of conventions all the time. I heard he's yeah. really nice. Um, but no. that first one was great. No, the first one it gave more of a little bit of an origin story to yeah. why Michael Myers is the way he is, which I which, liked. Which I I didn't. Which I feel like I didn't need, but I still liked that they gave that because part of the mystery to his character is like you don't know, like you know, like like there's just the mystery to his background. Other than the beginning of the first movie when he kills his sister, yeah. Like there's a total mystery to who he is, which is cool and the new moon the, the new one's kind of humanized him but if you just watch it as like their own films and don't compare them to the original like rob zombie's first halloween is really enjoyable right no i agree um so rob zombie put out this statement saying uh he released a photo of i think what the artwork's going to look like for the steelbook which looks really cool um and he says dig it this is a little sneak peek uh at the limited edition steelbook blu-ray edition of the firefly trilogy i will give you more info on where you can pre-order this amazing item coming soon get it before they sell out so uh, I'll show you guys this this is kinda the artwork you can find this on his Instagram oh that's cool but you got Spalding and then you got the three from hell in the front right there which I think rest is kinda cool rest in peace Spalding yeah rest in peace Spalding man that guy was great um, but I think that's pretty cool um, I for one probably will pick it up uh, just because I love the three from hell trilogy uh, so or the Firefly trilogy as they call it. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, what this overall product looks like, and uh, maybe it comes with more bonus features and stuff, which I hope it does. So that's that'll be cool. I was sitting that, that just to just to end this. Uh, I, I this completely dawned on me. Uh, just to add to Three from Hell, um, I, I was at a bowling alley out of all places. I was at a my local bowling alley. Um, like this was a this is like in 2000. 17 or 2018 i want to say early 2018 and um in this bowling alley there's a little coffee shop and i was sitting down having breakfast in this coffee shop and this guy was sitting down talking to this waitress and he was saying he was going off to off to shoot a movie and uh he said he was going to be like a background extra and the waitress asked what movie was he said oh it's uh it's a new rob zombie movie that's coming out called three from hell and i was like and I went up and asked him, and I said, "What is Three from Hell? Like, like, what's this movie?" He goes, "Oh, he goes, I, I signed an, and uh, he signed an NDA, so he couldn't really say much. But he, but, but I said, but you already told me the title of the movie, so like, you already, I said, but so you already kind of uh, broke the NDA contract." And he goes, "All right, just you know, you didn't hear it from me, but it's a, it's a third installment to the House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy." And I like, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm on my way after breakfast to go be an extra." That's yeah, awesome. That's cool. 
Yeah. And they hadn't even announced that there was going to be a, a third one at that point. Yeah. I remember when he first announced it, it was actually during one of his concerts. Uh, he showed a little teaser through, oh, like, sick. midway through the show. And when I went, when I went to OzFest in um, 2018 uh, for the New Year's one, he, uh, he did it again during one of his shows as he was, like, doing a transition to uh, the next song, like, right before they played the Three From Hell teaser. Uh, which was really cool. So I remember when that came out, I kind of just lost my shit and seeing it at the at the concert, like I lost my shit again. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, three from hell, man. I can't wait for that. Uh, the Firefly trilogy. Uh, George Romero, of course, one of the great uh, horror directors of uh, ever of ever. ever. Yeah, pretty much. Ever. Yeah, uh, I guess he had a long lost film that never really saw the light of day, or at least it didn't really get out there as much as it should have. Yeah. Um, and it's called the Amusement Park. It's it's just been acquired. Uh, for rights for Yellowville Pictures, so I guess they're going to be either uh, they're probably going to be releasing it on DVD pretty soon for everyone to kind of finally watch and see. I guess, like I said, it didn't get very much marketing to get out there in the world, so this is that opportunity for it to come. I've never even heard of this film, uh, but I'm assuming it's a a scary movie. It's George Romero, George Romero. so yeah. uh, uh, I, I'm willing to give it a watch. I think it's going to be a rom com. Actually, that's what I heard. A rom com. <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> Can you mute Sammy? Just mute him. <laughs> he mutes himself. <laughs> That's true. No, but for for people who don't know and should know who George Romero is, he's done iconic films. Uh, he created as, zombies. He created zombies. But he also did Creep Show. Uh, Creep Show, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, uh, everything of the dead. Um, fantastic. Uh, oh, he also he also did the Crazies, which is another great one. He was also in Black Ops. <laughs> Black Ops Zombies. He uh, actually played like the boss zombie that was annoying really? to fight. You don't remember that? It was called. Oh, he was. Uh, it was called. Uh, fuck. What was the map called? I don't know, but it had a lot of stuff. It had, Ro- had Robert England in it. It had Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, uh, Machete was in it, and there was one more actor that was in it. Uh, oh, uh, Michael Rooker. They were all in the oh. the the. Uh, they were all like the players you can play as. And George Romero, they're filming like cool. this movie in this abandoned lighthouse. And then an actual zombie That's comes cool. in, and he does this funny thing. Like, this guy, this zombie's missing a jaw and everything. And George Romero looks at him and goes, you don't look dead enough. Go back to makeup and wardrobe. I'm like, that guy <laughs> is missing a jaw. <laughs> but, no, That's I mean, awesome. he, he played a boss in that in that game who was very annoying. He followed you throughout the entire time you were playing the, the map. And there was ways to, like, put him down for a limited, limited time, but uh, it was very hard to kill him. Very hard to kill him. So. No, yeah, I've been waiting for this uh, this long lost George Romero movie. Uh, of course, he's passed away. Uh, George Romero, rest in peace. Uh, one of the greatest horror directors of all time. Like, he's yeah. up there. Uh, well, I would say even, like, modern. Because uh, his modern horror director, because his movies are, uh, they they, they're, they were considered modern at the time, of course, but, like, they, they set a bar for, that he really created the zombie movie, you know? Like, right. without him, you know, zombie movies wouldn't be what they are now. Um but no, that's uh, that's great news. I've I've been waiting for this film to be released. Oh uh, yeah, I'm excited, yeah. man. I'll give it a watch. Like I said, I've never even heard of it, but he's got a couple of turkey movies. He's got a couple of bad ones. Like yeah. his later ones, in my opinion, weren't so good. And this, he did this movie called The Season of the Witch, which um, not to be confused with Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, completely yeah. different movie. Uh, wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, but he definitely has much more hit than this. Um, just die, if anybody who has is not really familiar with his work, uh, other than like Night of the Living Dead, uh, give his stuff a watch. Like obviously there's Creep Show and Day of the Dead. I think is one of the best zombie movies of all time. 
if you've seen Stranger Things three, uh, they sneak into Day of the Dead in the beginning of the first episode in the third season. Um, yeah. It's a fantastic movie, and actually, Greg Nicotero plays uh, plays a role in that movie. He's uh, he's one of the main characters in that movie. Greg uh, Nicotero, very man. entertaining movie. Uh, very, there's a really crazy scene where this guy is being ripped apart by zombies, and he's screaming. And you see his his throat being ripped, and because he's screaming, his vocal cords, you see his vocal cords shaking, shaking, and his his scream gets uh, to a higher pitch. Oh, wow. While this cord, it, it's really freaking for its oh, time. Man. Like it was like X-rated gore. Like yeah. it was crazy. Give that thing a watch. Not to mention, Thank you know, you. George Romero, Greg Nicotero, Tom Savini. They were like the yeah. trio of like, yeah, they would always work together. You know, Tom Savini helped do a lot of the makeup for uh, uh, Creep Show as well. Uh, and yep. he actually had a cameo in the film at the very end, which was really cool. He plays one of the trash guys. He found yep. – guess what, Sammy? He found Creepshow in the garbage. Sammy's falling asleep. Sammy's falling no, asleep. Just... I saw you falling asleep, you bastard. In the garbage? Is that what you said? Yeah, you were falling asleep before I said that. I was chilling. I saw it. I saw it, man. I saw it. <laughs> I oh, it re- my gosh. I have it recorded. <laughs> it's recorded. It's recording. Oh, he said, oh, my gosh. Um, all right. So everybody loves, and this this probably might be more Sammy's cup of tea right here. Uh, no, I was mad because I didn't have one of my items at the grocery store. Oh, I'm, that's why I keep switching back. I keep getting messages. Don't have this item. Don't have this item. Like what? Sammy, that's first world problems right there. <laughs> I know it is. But I can grocery shop and film a podcast at the same time. Yep. Uh, Sammy, this might be some more of your cup of tea because I know you like this movie. Hocus Pocus getting a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray release. Uh, yes. Looking like a broke fan horror. Broke horror fan brings us word that Disney's 4K disc will arrive on September 15th just in time for the Halloween season. What are your thoughts that's on that? That's just in time. Just in time. Um, I think that's good. I think it's always good when you can get something up to current screen resolutions. I mean, There's everyone's moving on up to it. 4K. Looks um, beautiful. Look, looks pretty like normal. I think that's what the original cover was. It might be. It's got that I forget. 4K. Oh, Logan, uh, our 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 connoisseur. Connoisseur is coming out. Place. He's got. Oh, he's going in the. He's going in the mystery closet. Is it closet or? He's going in the mystery. Was that a closet or was that another room? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> but anyway, what were you saying? Yeah. I, I know you like that movie. I know I'm a fan of that movie. I mean, it's Disney, yeah, so definitely. you can't go wrong with it. Kenny Ortega. Yeah, you definitely can't go Disney. Who's a big name in the Disney world? Directed that movie. Yeah. Wait, yeah, kidding, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he knew he was pulling it out. Yep. I had, I had expected nothing less. Yep. Look at so that. These guys. Here. I fought for these. Steelbook so, at Best Buy. I remember when they released the Steelbook. Dude, this thing was, like, sought after by crazy. Like, it was a Best Buy exclusive in 2018. Yeah. And, like, people, like, were buying them, like, all, all of the stock at their local Best Buys. Yeah. Uh, and this reselling them for like crazy prices on on eBay. Um, my brother got this for me for my birthday, and I was nice. just stoked that he found one. But um, they also released it the same day, and it was a Target exclusive. I actually think I kind of like this one better uh, because it's the the original poster. Yeah. Um, of the movie. And it, yeah, it's a it's a pretty nice little uh, little book little collection. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. But I definitely am gonna be picking up that 4K. Still book to add to the uh, Hocus Pocus collection. I, I I love that movie. It's a kids movie, but it was like one of the oh, it's first. Great. It's a great. It's but that's like one of the first horror movies we all watched as a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, that's yeah. Like, it, it definitely was it, good. It it like kind of got me into that horror world, you know. Yeah, you had the talking cat. That was great. 
You had the freaking zombie. It was fucking <laughs> hilarious, dude. That he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know what he, you know, where he wanted to go, what he was doing. And yeah. then you had, of course, the group of the kids who were trying to do their own thing, you know, trying to get away from the witches and stuff and trying to defeat them, which I thought was really cool. But the witches themselves, Halloween. too. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, not, it's not Halloween in October until I watched that movie at least like 10 minutes. <laughs> Either that or Halloween itself, you know what I mean? No, yeah, no. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get better than. Uh... I'm sorry. Go, go, Logan. I'm sorry. No, I no, no. Oh, I was gonna say Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and uh, childhood favorite Halloween Town. I know. Uh, Halloween Town's great. I'll defend you on any. Yep. You. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just about to say that. Like, it doesn't get better than the '90s Disney horror. Yeah. Of Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus, and this is an underrated film. You heard it here. Don't look under your bed. Don't look under the bed. Yes. yes. Bro, that, that movie terrified the life out of me. Yep. When I was like I actually, five, I actually have on the way in the mail because uh, they, they never put out a physical copy for that, and I'm a physical media whore. Um, and it's obviously on Disney Plus, but like I, I, I got to hold it in my hand. So this guy on eBay makes bootlegs. I'll send you the link if you ever want to get one. They're like ten bucks a pop. He makes bootlegs for ninety. I don't know if we should say the word bootlegs on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he was a bootlegger in 1920. Totally, so we're doing the history report. Totally legal. Um, <laughs> release of um this movie you don't look under the bed um but anyways i got a physical copy on my way changing subject <laughs> all right what was i gonna find mom's gonna stick with the vampire Did you see that one bro another one that's another like disney don't make it like that no more what about the no, uh disney, under- disney originals were fantastic phantom of the metroplex man yes that one was good that uh, one was yeah, really good disney halloween movies were freaking lit man like they don't Kids don't know how great those were nowadays. No, they don't. I, they have to watch them. My favorite, so, I, 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 don't, I, I think out of the favorite of my favorite of Halloween, I loved, um, the one I connected to a lot was Halloween Town High. That was like my oh, favorite. I love that one. The, I love the other two, but. First two are my, my favorite. Yeah, man. but Halloween Town High, like, it was cool to see. Like, OGs only. It, it was cool to see all of them go to high school, and then there was more, like, of the, the monsters that came around, and. It was it was really fun for me. Like I remember watching that. But yeah, the first two were good. Uh, the second one was awesome. It was the second one where the the Halloween Town was like slowly turning black and white and normal and boring. Black and white. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was really fun. I remember that one. Um, that that one. Uh, the the guy um, who plays the bad guy in that Calabar's son. Uh, I got him on Facebook. He likes like all my posts. I'm like, dude, it's so cool. Like Cal- Halloween Town, liking all my posts. You're here to hear. We're gonna get <laughs> him on the lit. podcast. <laughs> Logan, Yo, episode four ninety nine, bro. The one before Bruce Campbell. Yep, he's episode four ninety nine. <laughs> no, honestly, he probably do it. He seems to be really cool. He's like, he's not even Hollywood anymore. He's like a real estate agent. That'd be he's cool. Totally yeah. Anybody um, want Calibre's bro, I can son? talk mortgages with him. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> he said he could talk mortgages with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, uh, actually dating Marnie, the girl who, uh, Kimberly J. Brown. They're actually a couple. We're having them both on the podcast. Yeah, Bro, I, I really – you know what? I would love to have her on the podcast because I know that she's very much still connected to the whole Oh, yeah. She's, she's at Midsummer Scream she like was, every year almost. She's at Midsummer Scream every year. Um, she seems like a pretty cool person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. I would love to talk about Halloween time with her because those movies were lit. The St. Logan set yeah, it up. Well, like, like that's what was cool back then because like you didn't have – like those movies weren't put out on the DVD – and we didn't have streaming services back then. So when you were a kid, like, if it was like, okay, it's going to be on at Monday night at 8, like, you had to be in front of that TV to watch that. Oh, yeah. Like, like 
like I, I would drop whatever I was doing that week, and it was like the first week of October. Like, yeah. I would make sure I'm in front of my TV watching that movie. They did another. They used to do another show back in the day, um, and I, I forget what it was called. It was like a paranormal teen kids show that they did. I think on uh, was it ABC Family? I don't remember, but it was like every weekend they had like a uh, like a, a show where it showed like uh, I forget the name, but I I would fucking go nuts over it with my cousins. It was like a paranormal show that they had on like uh, I think it was ABC Family or something. But fuck, man, that shit was like every single weekend. Like I would go to my cousin's house, but we watch it and shit. I'd be like, this is the great. It was like it was kind of like a like a kids version of fucking like Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. I don't know if you ever heard of that show. But that show was basically like um. Beyond Belief Factor Fiction was hosted by, uh, fuck, what's his name? If I showed you a picture of him, you'd know. I forget his name. But it was basically a show. It was a sci-fi fantasy show where they uh, would have, like, a total of five stories that they'd share every night. It'd be, like, kind of like a Twilight Zone thing. Okay. Like, some of them were true and some of them were make-believe. And you'd be, you'd be surprised on a lot of the ones that were true um, wow. because they would, like, do, like, a vampire one. Like a vampire, they did a vampire story where like they they went to like this hospital and like this this vampire was like taking all the blood bags and drinking them, and the story ended up turning out to be true. Oh wow! So I mean, it was a very if you ever get a chance, look that show up. It's called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, um, okay. and they did they had a lot of really creepy stories on there that were some of them when you found out they were true, you're like holy shit! Like at the end of each episode, they tell you this one was true, and oh no, we got you on this one, we fooled you or whatever, but. Um, coming back to topic, I mean, yeah, I remember every Fridays uh, on Disney Channel they'd have a, a movie, they had like, like a movie night a premiere and stuff. And Halloween was like the lineup to be on. You know, every Halloween they had their Halloween lineup, um, and every like Friday and Saturday nights were like the nights to watch Disney Channel if you were a kid because of that Halloween lineup. You know, I remember the old Disney Channel was just the best, and I don't like where it's gone now. <laughs> it's different. You know? Yeah, it's different. I agree. It is very much different. Yeah, but. Like I, I and I think what was really cool is like as the years have progressed, like those movies have become staples of Halloween. Yeah. Like, you know, you you turn on ABC Family or Freeform as it's now called and uh, you know, those movies are playing for the thirty one days of Halloween yeah. or they're playing on Disney Channel still or you know, people are reshowing those films to their children now. Yeah. Because they got to watch them when they were younger. So I think it's really cool. And, um I definitely think obviously they have their place in the horror community. Um, obviously, they're not like as terrifying as something like Halloween no. or or Nightmare on Elm Street. But I think obviously, you know, they they meet the spectrum of horror, um, and they really did they're scare like, little kids. They're like Halloween movies. Like like uh, to me, like there's a difference. Like there are certain films that I there are horror movies that I watch all year long. But then there's like Halloween movies that I save for October. Like yeah. August Focus is a Halloween movie. Like it's set in October. Like I have, like you know, like all those this channel ones are like October movies. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, you could watch Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth, like any time of the year, and you could still watch these any time of the year too. But like, these are specific like movies that get you in the mood for the season. Yeah. You know? Not to mention definitely, definitely. Uh, God rest her soul too. Princess Leia's mama was yeah. uh, the grandma, dude. So. Grandma Aggie. Yeah, dude. Uh, very talented family right there, man. They... Yeah, she was like my movie grandma, man. Like, All right? I, I, I loved, yeah, she was like my movie grandma. I, I loved her. No, I agree. Yeah, that 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 was a uh, it was kind of a heartbreak when I found out she died right after uh, Carrie Fisher died. It was like um, a day after. Yeah, she died of heartbreak, dude. That was very sad. Um, but uh, I think uh, Hocus Pocus 4K release is going to be legit, and I know a lot of fans will go out and buy it again um, for 4K HD. Third time's a charm, right? <laughs> um, so that is going to do it today for the Mindless Horror Podcast. 
very solid podcast, a lot of info shared today. Um, so Logan's going to try to get us a interview with uh, Calibor's son. What I'm I hearing. try my best. I think he'd do it. I think he'd do it. Don't, don't mark my words. He might. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Episode 101. We're going to keep it going. Gonna get some, uh, gonna get some big time people. You know what'd be cool is if we can do like a reunited apart version of the whole Halloween oh, Town cast. That'd be fucking be, dope. It would be really heartbreaking. But obviously, we can't do it with, uh, you know, with uh, Debbie Reynolds, Grandma yeah. Maggie. But we could do it as a tribute to her. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool. Halloween Town cast. If you guys are watching, we're here. We're interested. We want to do it. We're here. We're all, we're all fans. <laughs> we're all fans. We want to do it. Let's let's set it up. If you guys are watching, I hope you guys are watching. That'd be awesome. But uh, no, I I, I uh, can't wait to uh, see what news we have next week, man. And uh, Logan's kind of teasing something. He's wearing a lot of Halloween gear, so that's uh, teasing something for a future video. That's in the works. I won't say what. He won't say what. I won't say what either. But uh, I think uh, I know. But I'm not saying nothing either. I think I got something new for that now. Ooh. So. That's like giving it away right there. That's some uh, that's some some subliminal message right there. Subliminal message. So, but wait, when did you get a new camera? We'll talk later. <laughs> There's a lot of things we have to talk about. There's a lot of things we got to talk about. <laughs> but uh, all right, thank you guys for watching the Milestone Podcast. Be sure to check out our merch website. I can't talk. Went too fast. It's like I'm doing the closing. Right. Make sure to check out our merch website. It's Teespring.com/slash/nights-horror. I don't remember what it's called. It's too long. It's in the fucking description. You check that out. Uh, you can buy some Milestone Podcast t-shirts. Uh, it's long sleeves, uh, women's t-shirts, tank tops, all that fun stuff. Uh, sweatshirts, stickers. Uh, support the podcast. Support the channel. There's Knights of Horror merch. There's East versus West merch on there. So go check it out. Uh, but until then, we will see you guys uh, next week for another episode of the Milestone Podcast. Peace.